I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin. The full football season schedule is out. We'll highlight a few of those games. The baseball team does something it hasn't done since the late 90s. Softball does something it hasn't done since 2020. But first, basketball. The regular season is done. A historic one for Bob Marlin's crew. The Cajun men's team wrapped up the regular season with two more wins at home. Wednesday's win versus Arkansas State secured them a double bye going into the tournament. And after Friday's win over South Alabama, they secured the second seed. They're going to play either Georgia Southern or ULM in the Sunbelt quarterfinals Saturday, March 4th. The team looks ahead to the upcoming tournament and how valuable these buys are for this Louisiana group. This is the 13th year that I've been here and we have received a buy and or won a game every year. We've won a game 12 of the 13. We actually lost to this team. Cedric Russell missed a three-point shot to win the game. We lost in Pensacola by one point uh, to South Alabama. But uh, every other year, and we'd gotten a bye for that. But uh, the bye means a lot. I mean, double bye. Let's look at last year. And, and if that doesn't give those middle-of-the-pack teams hope, you know, we knew that we could beat anybody. and. We beat Texas State in the second game, and everybody was like, golly, you know, eight beat one. I think it's the only time it's happened in a conference tournament history. And then we beat Troy, and, and who finished second, and then get to the championship game. But we had to play three, four games in five days, right? And the fourth game, we were really good for three games, and that fourth game, we just didn't have it. And Georgia State, to their credit, made shots and beat us. So to not play until Saturday is huge. It's a big advantage. I feel real confident um, and comfortable uh, having my teammates just believe in me. That really helps boost my uh, confidence up more. And uh, just playing, you know, trying to play without worries. Uh, just go out there, play freely, and just believe in myself. You know, just trying to keep a steady head, going to the games, uh, take each game. Uh, serious and I'm going to compete every game because you know it's conference tournament that's when it's time to have some fun you know. We've really played well we won 10 in a row and and then went and played before 8,000 fans against a team that net was much better than ours and we had the lead in the second half then then we go to Troy a team that's played well late and uh, had just beaten South Alabama on Thursday they had some confidence and then we come home and win at Monroe we go to James Madison in front of 6,000 fans we played hard but we made some poor plays and Jordan fouls out and we're not able to to win that game but their nets better than ours too so kind of underdogs in those games I mean we it's hard and our, some of our hard conference games on, were late on the road so uh, but to win at home I mean and to run the table I mean 23 and 7 is a pretty good record with the schedule we played well it looks like it'll be the winner of Georgia Southern and, and Monroe so what, what's kind of the early thoughts there? Well they're both capable you know Keith Keith's team has struggled a little bit down the, down the stretch. Row playing Georgia Southern. Of course, you, you remember the Georgia Southern. It was part of the streak, and we were uh, let them catch fire. It was a very poor defensive half for us, and we're down, what, 49-30 at the break, and then we come back and win the game by seven. 
Dallas. So they're very capable too. Both are well coached, and uh, somebody's going to get clipped in this tournament, and it can't be us. Before we look too far ahead into the tournament, let's give some flowers to the team playing at home. The men went the entire regular season unblemished. That's the first time that's happened since the 1972-73 season. It's also the first time that they have been undefeated in the Cajun Dome for an entire season. It was fun, you know, shout out to the fans and stuff. They feed us, feed us energy and uh, being able to do that once again for the first time is big, it's big time. And I know uh, to be a part of that team, we're all, we all think that's really special, so. During this undefeated run, what has impressed you most about this team? Just their professionalism, their willingness to pull for each other, to come to work every day. They're a loose group, but they're a connected group. Uh, so many different personalities on this team, but they're a true team. And you don't get that every year. And when you get a good one, like we've had this year, you know, sometimes you just have to get out of the way and let them showcase their skills. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajun women will also be in the Sun Belt Tournament. But this season, it's as the seventh seed. They will take on App State Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Louisiana fell to Southern Miss in overtime Friday and to Texas State Wednesday to wrap up the regular season. Head coach Gary Broadhead says the postseason means a whole new season. Yeah, you know, the season, the, the conference season is over. That's what we just talked about. We're 0-0 right now. We, we haven't won a game. We haven't lost a game. This is how we approach it. we got to win four games. We've got a four-game season right now. Can we win four straight? We did it this season already, you know, so why can't we do it again, you know? And the good thing about it is I feel like we have a little bit more momentum. Even though we lost the game, I thought we played fairly well. We did some really good things, I thought, that we can beat some teams with. So we'll go into the games and, you know, whether we have Arkansas State or Georgia State, I don't know. It looks like it's Arkansas State, if I'm not mistaken. We probably have seven seed against ten, so it looks like it's probably them. And they're playing really well right now, so hopefully we can kind of slow them down. And You know, we came back. Uh, I know last, last time we played them, they scored a bunch of points the first quarter, and they were up by 32 at the beginning of the second. But we cut it to three or four at the end of the game. So we just got to get a better start, knock some shots down, and it makes our defense a little bit better. Now we'll have more basketball later in the show, but up next on Inside Cajun Nation, we're going to check in on Cajun baseball and softball. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. We're back on Inside Cajun Nation. Louisiana opened up its home baseball schedule against BYU. They did that after not getting a sweep at Rice. They took two or three there. They played four against the Cougars and won four against the Cougars. It's the first sweep by Louisiana since 1999. The team now six and one. Quite the impressive, impressive start. It's a lot of toughness and grit, and, and they play for each other. There's a lot of uh, guys that are more than willing to sacrifice for each other and, and give up at bats or time or innings or hit by pitches, whatever it might be. They're, they're not interested in numbers. They're only interested in doing whatever it takes to win. And so sometimes that's not always pretty, but uh, they've been, you know, they've been able to get the job done with that formula. Seeing a lot of the compete, you know, uh, last weekend at Rice, it was a great weekend. There were some flaws, but this this upcoming week with the four games we played against BYU, that was that definitely 
it was a big response for us. Everything was kind of clicking offensively, defensively. On the pitching side of things, everything was it was easy to catch behind the plate. Uh, we got some fight. Um, we're not going to back down. We're not going to give up. Uh, I mean, we were only won the game by one, but I mean, it's 10 to 11. They almost came back in the last inning, but uh, our guys on the mound really came out there, shoved strikes, let the defense work. Uh, the defense did phenomenal. They have a zero in that D column, and then the hitters just found a way to get more runs than they did. Just find a way to win. And if we got to score 11, that's what we'll do. If we can get away with what did we score last night, two? Yeah, if we, I mean, whatever it takes. Uh, find a way to win and these guys love to win they love to compete and uh, it's a good start to the season I'm happy for them I'm happy for the fans it's the first sweep since 1996 although after a crazy week like that a fun weekend like that you'd want to party like it's 1999 on the softball after Louisiana's long Florida road trip which ended with a win at UCF on Mardi Gras the team is back in Louisiana taking part in the LSU crossover they started playing the host team Tigers in Baton Rouge. Now, 2-0 Tigers, top of the first, a runner on first, Victoria Valdez. High, hard history. That ties the game at deuces. Same frame, runners on second and third. A wild pitch from Sidney Berzon. Kayla Falterman beats the tag at home. Louisiana takes a 3-2 lead. They upset the Tigers in Baton Rouge 5-4. Those two teams played in Lafayette on Sunday. Tigers looking to hand the Cajuns a loss at Lampson. Top second scoreless. McKenzie Redoughty hits a grounder to second. Kylie Griffin gets the ball to first in time for the out. Still no score in the bottom of the third with two Cajuns on. Maya Davis will hit a deep foul ball. It is caught. Sophie Piscos will come around to score from third, and that's the game's first run. Tigers have a runner on in the top of the fourth for Taylor Pleasance, who skies one over the head of Davis for a two-run shot. LSU wins 4-1. Cajuns also played Texas A&M Corpus Christi during the LSU crossover. Louisiana won 5-2 Saturday. Sunday, they won 2-0. Carly Heath not only pitched a no-hitter in that game, she had the game's only offense, a two-run home run. Also blooming in Cajun Nation land, soccer. Louisiana returns its top seven scorers from 2022 for this five-match spring schedule. Louisiana hosted LSUE Friday and won five goals to nil. Carlene Beatrice started the scoring for the Cajuns in the first half with a goal, a penalty kick, before Megan Bradley scored off of a free kick from Maria Stevens. Tatum Beck and Alyssa Abbott also found the score sheet. Louisiana's next spring game is at home against Houston Christian. In the Sun Belt Indoor Track and Field Championship, Jacqueline Pakua captured first place in the Women's Indoor Long Jump Contest. Her 20 feet, 5.75 inch jump also broke the school record set by Twilight Malcolm in 1991 by 2.25 inches. And on the final day of the SBC Indoor Championships, Louisiana men finished in second, their highest finish since 2004. The women finished sixth. In the final event of the final day, Tyler Spates helped break the program's 4 by 400 meter relay with a time of 3.43.28. She, Kayla McRae, Moisha Brigden, and Alexandra Johnson finished second and would have broken the meet record if not for Georgia Southern. On Tuesday, Spates also broke the school record in time for the 400 meters, 54.63 seconds. In golf, freshman Malin Oltergeiter shot a minus one to post his third top 20 finish of the season. Matt Webber 
equaled his best 54-hole showing, shooting a score of 220. Louisiana as a team finished six over par, good for 12th overall. College football. Full schedule for the Cajuns is out. I'm, I got, I'm grooving here. Louisiana is going to open up its season at Cajun Fields September 2nd against Northwestern State. The Cajuns will begin Sunbelt play the next Saturday at Old Dominion. They will end the season at home hosting ULM. We have the full schedule on our website, klfy.com. Click on the sports section. Next on Inside Cajun Nation, we learn about how women's head coach Gary Broadhead his path to becoming a head coach. Hi, me again. In life, people get many opportunities. Meet a new person, try a new meal or take on a new job. In fact, according to the Bureau of Labor, the average worker holds 10 different jobs before the age of 40. Not exactly the case for UL women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. He's been the head coach for 11 years, and his path here, a unique one. Sports director George Faust introduces us to the farming coach. This is where we're used to seeing Louisiana Raging Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. <laughs> walking the sidelines of the program he's built and cultivated for more than a decade. But before he took the whistle and dedicated his life to coaching, Gary learned the value of hard work, not only on the basketball court, but by watching his family and their strong work ethic running various family businesses. They talk about what Cajun people are and they're honest people. I mean, I'm one, even though my last name's Broadhead, I'm really a Patan, Delahousie. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of Gidry, I'm, 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 you know, Gidry's hardware is my grandfather, you know, it's just like, that's all my people, I, we call it, and, you know, it's just honesty, but learning from the culture, you know, how hard work can really bring you success, and I think that was the biggest thing that I was taught. Gary graduated from USL in 1980, headed from the graduation stage to his father-in-law's farm. We were farmers, you know, uh, growing soybeans and wheat and, and all that uh, right out of high school. It allowed me to coach during the, uh, during the winter times because we didn't have no crop. We grew up not hunting and fishing that much, but playing basketball, you know. And so when I had an opportunity to coach and, and, and do something that, you know, I really loved the farming part of it, you know, I was blessed to, you know, my father-in-law had a big farm. And, I, you know, when I married his daughter, I was able to, to kind of join the big farm and, and, and you know, it was, it was learned a lot. Those lessons led him to become the first and at the time, the only farmer in the region growing cucumbers. The family began to grow cucumbers because soybean prices in the mid 80s started to tail off. Here I am 20 something years old and trying to be the first one in Louisiana to try to grow cucumbers for pickles, you know, and Cajun Chef Products, Jimmy B. R. and them were involved in it. Uh, but the, Dr. DeSalle here at UL approached our, our farm about doing it. And we started with 10 acres and that 10 acres led to you know, a thousand acres, you know, later on in life. As life tends to do, Gary's two loves, farming and coaching, came to a head. A seed planted by another passionate young basketball coach in the area, STM's Danny Broussard, helped him with that. Danny told him, follow your passion. He said, man, I'm envious of you, know, but, you know, you're doing what you love. He said, I wish I was coaching. I said, why don't you? And I think he kind of looked at me like I said, 
it's not too late. And I said, look, I said, you know, Andrew had a nice little shop at the time. I said, well, I've got a nice store, shop, you're making money, income. You, you could probably still do a little bit of farming, go back and get your degree and become a coach. And about three years later, he gets introduced as the Turlings head coach, and I said, I'll be darned. <laughs> With that extra bit of motivation, Gary began to transition from farmer to coach. He eventually decides with the blessing of his wife to leave the crops and head to the courts full time. And you have to have a wife that's really understanding. That's the number one thing. I would have never been able to do it if she didn't understand what my real passion was, was the coaching stuff. And so here I am, we're doing really well. You know, we built a house. We, I mean, we're really moving forward with the farm. To me, when you try to extend it for more than 20 years, you're gonna run into some bad times. And I hadn't really ran into any bad time. And I was kind of concerned about that. I was like, man, we really in a good position. We have a chance to get out and, you know, move into, you know, something that I really want to do and kind of almost like retiring into the coaching part of it to get some good looks on the transition. Oh, you know that. Thus, a prosperous career began to bud as an AAU coach, high school coach, winning a state championship with Turlings in 2002, then heading to McNeese to get college experience as an associate head coach. And then for the past 11 seasons, leading the Raging Cajun women's team to some of the most successful years in program history, winning 183 games and leading the Cajuns to their first Sun Belt Conference regular season championship and first ever appearance in the women's NIT. Broadhead's success rooted in the lessons he learned from his family and while no one knows what's in store for the future, you can bet whether it's surveying a cucumber farm or roaming the sidelines as a basketball coach, one thing rings true. He'll do it with passion. Ahead of tournament time, we revisit, we revisit Georgia's one-on-one -on -one conversation with men's basketball coach Bob Marlin when Inside Cajun Nation continues. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust here. We've decided to take it on the road for the second time in three weeks, and we are joined by the head men's basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns, Coach Bob Marlin. Coach, thanks for the time. And let's just talk about this, the way the season's going. You guys heading into this weekend, you guys are on a 10-game win streak. Uh, to have a win streak like that, it, it requires, I guess, Luck and talent, right? Yeah, it's a lot of hard work goes into it, a lot of preparation. The guys have done a tremendous job. Our staff's done a great job, George. And we played well in every game. We've won games in different fashion. So it's been a fun streak, and uh, we're excited about trying to keep it moving. You still have, what, about two weeks left, uh, give or take, in the season, in, in, in the regular season. Uh, what do you tell the team about, you know, the way to finish a year off, especially when you've had some success? You know, you might stub your toe a little bit, but, but hey, let's keep, keep moving forward. We've got a good reminder from that because the 2018 team that won 27 wins and, and, and had a school record for a number of wins, Won 10 in a row, got beat at Georgia State in a close game, and then we, we reeled off six more in a row, and then we lost the last game on senior night. So we've been through this before, and we just need to stay focused, take it one game at a time, and know that we need to play our best in March. Well, when, 
over the past few weeks, uh, some of the, one of the guys that I've kind of like just been really impressed with is, is Greg Williams and, and his ability to kind of, it seems like he elevated his play over the last few games. Is that something you're seeing and what you're expecting postseason, uh, this postseason run here? Well, he is elevating his game. There's no question. I think he scored 20 or more points in five or six straight games. He's played excellent defense. He's a leader in our locker room and, and captain and uh, I, I think the world of Greg. We expected this of him immediately because we saw it in high school. We saw it at St. John's. Last year he had a tough go for a while uh, with a bad back, and that, that limited his practice time, and then he lost some confidence. But he came on at the end of the year. He played through it and made the all-tournament team, and now he's on course to be all-conference. When you look at uh, just the way this team has come together, you've had success when you take these off-season trips and, and you go out of town and, and, and they kind of get together and they, it seems like the chemistry of the team that year is pretty good. You've had success with that in the past. Do you, can you attribute that, those trips in the, in the offseason to, to the success now or, or is it just kind of all, uh, happenstance? No, I think it's part of the, the journey. And if you go back to 14, we took a team to Spain. We won the tournament, went to NCAA the next year. 2017, we went to Cuba for a week, and then we came back and, and as we said, won 27 games, school record, so uh, regular season championship. So this year going to Puerto Rico, we felt like our guys were already close. Now we're able to practice more in, in June and July than we used to, so that those 10 extra practices don't really mean as much, but we've been together since day one, and it only strengthened our bond. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is I asked you this a couple of weeks ago uh, at one of our regular press conferences about the depth of this team. It, it, it seems like you guys are like, – I mean, how many do you play, 8, 9, 10? You, you feel comfortable putting a lot of people in. We've played 10 basically every night, and uh, we've got 11 and 12 are good players. They're young, they're, and they're just having trouble cracking the minutes right now. They're both going to be excellent players. But – uh, usually like to play nine or ten. So when you when you uh, look at uh, kind of setting the, the, the schedule or uh, setting the rest of the season up uh, as, as you kind of move forward, what do you tell the team about uh, staying focused with this, this last stretch run that you guys have? We just continue to do your job. You know, we're more than two, two thirds of the way through conference season, as you alluded to earlier, and we've done a great job of staying focused, preparing, and then carrying the game plan out, and the guys are performing. So we're just going to continue that and, and take it game by game and get ready for Pensacola. I wanted to ask you about the, the fans, and, and obviously that, that game where the, the, the Cajun chicken returned, and uh, it seemed like there was a, a lot of excitement surrounding that. I had over 5,000 uh, fans in the, in the Cajun Dome. Uh, that, that had to be a fun atmosphere to play in. It was a great atmosphere, and it was good to see children there. We had a lot of young, young families and basketball teams, and they came down the court. Uh, but it was a, a good night for all, and I think most people left with a smile on their face Saturday night. What do you look for out of this team moving forward? I mean, what are your expectations? I know, I know you, you know this team pretty well. What do you think this team can do uh, moving forward? And obviously the goal is to get to the tournament, but uh, what are you seeing as a coach? Yeah, we're trying to stay on them and push them, you know, that extra mile and, mm -hmm. and let them dig deep and, and do things that they haven't done before. Uh, you know, we think there's more in some of these guys. So that's our job as coaches to try to pull it out. 
and we're going to continue to to lead and get these guys ready uh, for the tournament. We would like to win the regular season. We'd like to go undefeated at home. We'd like to win the tournament, and we'd like to go win games in NCAA. And if things fall right and we avoid injury, I think we can do it this time. Coach, thanks for the time, as always. Really appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome on Inside Cajun Nation, no doubt about it. I always love chatting with you. Thanks, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.